listening to the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to the My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. Um, in this episode of My Pet Podcast, we're going to talk about eyes, in particular problems with eyes in dogs and cats, but yep. seems to be more dogs have issues. Tends to be. Yeah. So that can range from injuries to medical conditions to um, something that develops or something that happens quickly. So we'll touch on all of these and the symptoms of um, eye problems yep. when an eye is not quite normal. Yep. So just remember this is general advice and it may or may not be suited to your circumstances or your pet's circumstances. And if you have any concerns with your pet's health, or in particular your pet's eye, please contact your veterinarian. Absolutely. Okay, so Glenn, a, what does a pet that's um, having eye problems, like painful eye or an eye condition, they show a whole range, can show a range of symptoms. So yep. starting with, um, I guess, squinting and it can be painful. It can sometimes not be painful, eye conditions. That's so. right. Um, I mean, pain in the eye is sometimes a little bit difficult to measure. Yep. Um, I mean, to me, if you're looking at your pet and one eye um, is different to the other eye, okay, there's obviously something, you know, going, something on. going on. Um, there may or may not be discharge. There may or not be any colour mm-hmm. changes. Like pain just basically means that they're squinting more yep. on one side or both eyes if they're both yep. painful at the same time, um, more than what they should. So, I mean, dogs don't seem to blink very much. If you've ever tried to okay. have a staring contest with your dog, so you're hard. probably going to lose. Yeah. Um, so if one eye is like, you know, full blinking, blinking more than the other eye, okay, there's probably you know, a centre of pain on that eye somewhere. Okay. Um, and sometimes it's just like you know, partially closed. Obviously, if it's you yeah. know, if it's full of pus and it's nailed shut and you can't get it open, that's you know, a going. major problem. But yep. yeah, subtly, uh, quite often it's one eye is just you know, a little bit more closed or blinking a little yep. bit more frequently than the other. Yeah, and, and pain is always a problem. Yeah, yeah. So, um, signs of a eye condition, I guess, to look out for would be squinting or that closing in the eye a little bit, rapid blinking or more blinking. Yep. Um, the inability to open the eye, yep. I guess. So, um, discharge in the eye. Yes. Um, excessive tears or sort of a weeping situation. Yeah. So, I mean, discharge can be, I mean, yeah, excess tear production. Yep. So it's just clear. Um, but then there's more. The, you know, the, the eyes wetter than it is yeah. otherwise normally, um, and that could be tears running down the side of the face, or yep. it could be just you know that the eye looks you know, wet, tearier than yep. normal. <laughs> um, so, I mean, if the tear ducts working normally, that tear may not necessarily sort of accumulate much. Yeah. If the tear duct's blocked or the tear duct's inflamed, um, sometimes it's a normal amount of tear production, but you've just got it not draining down the tear duct, so it's yep. got to go somewhere. So, so you end up with that sort of tear secretion and and some um, some breeds like your brachycephalic short-faced dogs and yep. short-faced cats um, have got more concertinated torturous um, tear ducts. Um, so, you know, some for them, some of those dogs like that, that tear staining on the, the, yeah. the medial canthus on that inside of the eye um, yeah. beside the nose sort of is, is normal. But again, if there's any changes to that, increased tear production, yeah. you know, can be a problem. Um, yeah. And, you know, and type of discharge, I mean, obviously, you know, pussy discharge is, is, yeah, is a, problem. a problem. Sometimes it's sort of halfway between, like it's a mucusy sort of yeah. um, discharge and, and that's, Slimy, yeah. again, you know, multiple different causes for yeah. that. Um, to have a, a you know a mucusy non pussy discharge, yep. but but any, any discharge, discharge that's not, not normal, normal isn't normal. <laughs> yeah. Basically, um, 
you could see them rubbing or pouring at the face, like yep. trying to rub it on things or yep. with their feet. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's it's, it's you know, painful enough that they're you know rubbing at it, and, yep. and sometimes you'll see them um, they're licking their feet, and you think, well, what are they licking their feet for? And yes. then they'll rub their, rub their eye, and then they'll lick their tears yeah. off their uh, or the pus off their foot, yep. sort of thing. So yeah, sometimes that's a, an indicator, or you know, rubbing it on ground, carpet, yeah. wall, you, uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all, all those things. Them. Yeah. Yep. Um, swelling, obviously, swelling around the eye or yep. of the eye itself. Correct. I guess. Yep. So yeah. So and that can be, um, yeah, eyelids swollen, yep. and sometimes they're you know, red and swollen, and sometimes they're just swollen. swollen. Um, sometimes the whole eye itself can appear yep. swollen, and, and that bulging, could, bulging, yeah, and that could be because the the eyeball itself is bigger, yep. or it could be swelling you know, underneath or behind the eyeball, yep. sort of you know, pushing it forward, sort yep. of thing. Um, and then you've got the little um, third eyelid, the the nictitating membrane, the one that when they blink, it comes across and is the sort of yep. windscreen wiper. Um, so that on its own can be, you know, swollen um, mm-hmm. or you get the little um, prolapse third eyelid gland, like the cherry yep. eye thing happening. Um, yep. and, and obviously that's a, a change to the to the normal as well. Yep. Yep. Um, we mentioned the rapid blinking with the squ- um, squinting and obviously um, bleeding or like a bloodshot look to the eye. Yep. It's not normal. Not normal, so, yep. Um, cloudiness of the eye, so that eye, again. Yep. And that... Um, it can sometimes be hard to see, I guess, if you don't know what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, it can be hard to see and, and look, it just, you know, looks funny. It does yeah. look funny, yeah. Um, and that, again, can be multiple different causes, yeah. yeah. And sometimes it's, you know, the, the cornea, the clear membrane, or what should be the clear membrane yeah. across the front of the eye. So that can be, you know, sometimes white and it's cloudy. Um, and that's, you know, a, a specific corneal lesion. Yeah. Um, cloudiness can also be, you know, cataracts and, and lens troubles. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you've got like a dilated pupil, so the yeah. pupil's not um, can Constricting properly, yeah. So it's um, big. So it's big. Yep, and that can be again one eye or both eyes. Yep. Um, and there's multiple different causes yep. of that. I mean, if you got a tick on your top eyelid, that pupil on that side is going to be more dilated, yep. sort of thing. So it's not a an eye problem in the first place. It's something else that's making an eye problem, yeah. sort yep. of thing. Yeah. So again, there's yeah, multiple causes, but yep. definitely, yeah, if the eye looks funny, it probably is. Yeah. Yep. That's right. And um, also, they can sort of want to avoid bright lights can't they if yep. they're having a bit of an eye problem yep. so whether that be they're staying out of direct sunlight or being around lights or when they're going out or they are out they're closing their eye or Correct. Um, sort of hiding their face or yep. shielding it a little bit i guess yep doing this windy thing and yeah. again that's you know often to do with with inability to contract that pupil yep. um or um the, the light in the eye causes yep. pain and problems yep. um, in, in the back of the eye so yeah so light aversion is certainly yep. you know part of it yep. so it's really important like with all of these symptoms um and with eyes to remember that um eye injuries or eye problems are actually very painful aren't they um Often, but not all the time. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So it's it's really hard because they can't tell us exactly what's yep. wrong. It's definitely something that a vet's got to diagnose. Yeah, and that's, I mean, the take-home that's, I mean, we, sort of, we, we yeah. seem to harp on we do. <laughs> a lot. Um, but, I mean, yeah, if there's something going on with the eye, you've only got two of them. Um, and, yes. And, unfortunately, I've got dogs that have only got one of them. Um, I've had a and, dog with one and eye, And that's, yep. you know, it makes the one you've got even more important. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, I mean, definitely I'd, I'd never recommend stuff around with eyes. It's, you know, regardless of what you think might be going on, I, I would always recommend, you know, get it checked out and then, you know, um, rule out the important stuff, get a diagnosis. small or seemingly small or like small change to the dog's eye can actually result down the track and then losing that eye because there's well, nothing you can do. Yeah, I mean, it could, and, and that's the thing. Like if it's long-term, yeah, long-term or if it's, you know, 
treating something at the start of the problem is yeah. better than treating at the end of the problem. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I mean, some of them are irreversibly progressive and there's they nothing are. you can do about it. Um, but sometimes oh. it's just, you know, a small problem that um, can escalate quickly yeah. if it's not treated appropriately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I know with my Dalmatian we treated it for, for years, yeah. well, her whole life essentially because of a dry eye yeah. issue and got to the point where it was just nothing was working yeah. even stitching it up we couldn't yeah. get it right and, that, and that's the thing and and they're not static problems and and mm-hmm. unfortunately sometimes it's like it's multiple problems because yes. like it's the you know, dry eye can Causes leave them <laughs> yeah more prone to ulcers and, and you know dry eye is a chronic problem but yeah. an eye ulcer you know is a is an acute you know emergency sort of thing yes. yeah so it's 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 complicated it is it is complicated yeah. so i guess um what is what are these different things um eye conditions or yeah. eye problems that can cause these injury, these um, symptoms that we've just discussed. Yep. So, obviously, the first, the probably easiest, is an eye injury. Yeah. That's something that just happens then and there. Yes. Yeah. So, um, something that they haven't really built up over time. It's yep. just like so that means they could bang their head on a door or have a muck around fight with their mate, or they actually had a proper fight. They yep. get a stick to the eye. There. Yeah. There's a lot of different ways a dog can hurt their eye. All sorts of things. <laughs> new, new cat in the household giving, yeah, giving the puppy a bat across the face yeah. is a common yeah. one. But yeah, just running past sticks, twigs, all that yeah. sort of thing. Um, you know, the, um, there's a bit of a groundswell of um, popularity in um, <laughs> short-nosed boogly-eyed yes. dogs, which yes. are very cute, and, and they've got people-like faces, but that means they've got short faces and, and eyes that stick out on stalks just about. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like, and, you know, the more prominent structure of the eye, the more likely they are to, to, A, dry out in the long term, but mm-hmm. B, just be, you know, more prone to getting tra- yeah. traumatised. Because they're, they're more, Because they? they're boogly-eyed monsters, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's obviously the first thing, yeah. eye injuries, and yeah. it's probably... Like it is quite common, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Injury, yeah, like. yeah. I mean, I'll see you know, one one a day or something yeah. that's got a, you know, an acute hasn't had eye troubles before um, that that presents with a, you know, an eye um, a, a painful eye yep. yeah, that, that needs investigating. Yeah, yep. and they're often um, once again they have to be seen by a vet because there's not really much you can do for it at home. An eye injury. No, because you don't know what what it is because it's yeah some of them need specific treatments yeah. and specific medications yeah. to give you the best outcome and and the eyes because they're pretty complicated um i mean the eye goes overboard particularly with trauma um yeah. with inflammation and inflammation mm-hmm. is the body's response to like healing a lot yeah. of the time by throwing inflammatory cells and and mm-hmm. you know increased blood supply and that sort of thing um at to something to try to heal it um but that can be damaging at the same mm-hmm. time sometimes because the body has a tendency to go yeah. particularly with eyes overboard in yeah. the healing state so so you've got more inflammation than you need, yeah. um, more swelling you need, more blood supply than you yeah. need, um, and that can cause its own cascade of problems sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So eye injuries are generally considered sort of an emergency situation yeah. for most yeah. of the time. They need to be seen. Um, some of them, you know, when their eye is actually popped out of their head, like bulged out. Yeah, I mean, that's very emergency. Fairly, fairly obviously emergency. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I always, you know, recommend if, you know, if your dog's got a painful eye, try and get it to your vet that day. Yeah. Yep. So it's definitely um, not or, something we sit on and let try to improve that stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, look, 90% of them probably do. Yep. And, and that's, you know, the complicated yeah. part of it because, I mean, you know, not every thing needs treatment and yep. obviously you know, the body is capable of healing all sorts yep. of things but it's the yeah you know, it's probably the five percent or the ten percent that yep. that medication is going to make a difference too and, and change the the outcome of the disease <laughs> by early intervention yep. yeah because yeah i mean you know a little poke in the eye or a, you know a yeah. small corneal ulcer in a normal eye i mean should heal oh, uneventfully sorry, yeah. within 24 hours yep. um you know in a normal scheme of things but if the ulcer was there in the first place because oh. of a chronic condition that prevents the cornea from healing 
different story. That's right. Yeah, and, that, and that's what we need to to, um, to ascertain. Yep. Yeah, because yeah, twenty four hours of a, a melting corneal ulcer with a yep. nasty fungal infection or something. You know, that's badness really quickly. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So um, there's also it sort of falls under the injury side of things, I guess, but it's like um, a chemical irritation or yep. um, like some sort of poisonous, toxic, harmful substance is splashed into the dog's eye. Yep. So that's another cause, obviously, of an eye problem. Yeah. Um, flushing it out with water is always a or clean saline. Yep. Is a first aid step. D- dilution is the dilution is the solution. Yep. yep. That's right. Um, so and I mean that if you're probably not going to have a liter of saline sitting yep. around no. um, in the cupboard at home. So I mean, you know, tap water. Tank water, just Something you know, a bottle of water that you've got there. Yep. I mean, that's not going to do any harm, and, yep. and you're just trying to dilute things. And you know, I, I see very few you know, caustic burns and all that sort yep. of thing. I mean, I've seen a few dogs chewing up and shaking bottles of stuff that oh, they yeah. that they shouldn't get at, like you know, bottles of bleach and irritants yep. and that sort of thing. Um, and it's mostly sort of misadventure. Um, concrete bags, um, oh, yeah. fertilizer bags, you know. The dust scruffing, yeah, yeah, scruffing around in, in those things and yep. chewing up fertilizer bags of, yep. and sorry, concrete bags. I've seen um, a couple of, of um, concrete in eye mm. injuries. Yep. So, you know, dogs are always inventing new ways to, oh, to hurt themselves or anything. Yep. But yeah, irrigating um, an eye, if you have a suspicion yep. that, that something, you know, potentially irritant or caustic's got in there, is never going to do any harm. And then mm-hmm. keep it. Yep. Yep. So, um, medical conditions then i mean there is a long long list of medical conditions that can cause um eye issues basically so let's start with the actual um eye structure itself so you can have problems with the eyelids like they actually are inverted in and sort of they scratch on the eye itself on the eyeball itself so that then leads to a whole heap of other issues yep it's great yeah lean lean in lead out um so the entropian x Oh, sorry, entropian and etropian yep. um, are pretty common, and again, there's like breed predispositions mm-hmm. to that. Um, it doesn't happen, you know, overnight, but some puppies, you know, will have it, you know, as you know, three-week-old puppies. Yep. And some puppies, it starts to become a problem when they're four, six months of age. Um, faces sort of matured by two years of age; mm-hmm. they don't seem to um, change much. And, and you know, breed-wise, the the wrinkly the dogs, you know, sharp eyes and, yep. and you know, wrinkly-faced dogs are certainly more prone. Um, but you know, Rottweil is another. You know, some of the mastiffs are, are pretty common yep. for both ectropian and entropians. And and if your eyelid's hanging off your eyeball and, and isn't mm-hmm. um, there to lubricate things, like yes. it's usually the bottom eyelid that hangs off. Like you think yep. of you know, basset hounds and blood yeah. hounds and those sort of things. Um, I mean, that can be damaging yep. in, the, in the long term. Um, because it doesn't have that protection. It doesn't have the protection, yeah. yeah. I mean, the top eyelid does most of the um, the work when you think about yeah. you know, dogs and people blinking. It's the, the top eyelid that, that moves yes. the most sort of thing. Um, but rolling in eyelids are certainly a problem because uh-huh. the eyelashes um, and sometimes the skin you know, comes yeah. in contact with the eye and every time that the dog blinks, it's it's rubbing yeah, um, rubbing his own so I guess in. that's also the same as like an abnormal eyelash growth. Like you can have eyelashes that are actually growing yeah, inwards and poking. Yeah, you have the uh, which is um, the because in tropians the the eyelashes are in the right spot, just that the skin's rolling in. Yep. Um, but then you've got the yeah dyshiasis where the um, the hair follicles are in the wrong spot mm-hmm. and it's rubbing on the eyeball as well which is a, you know, a problem from the start that yep. doesn't tend to you know develop it's it's a problem from from puppyhood mm-hmm. but i see plenty of you know five-year-old dogs that have always had you know the a, issue a, there. a squinty eye sort of thing and, mm-hmm. and they've got you know multiple hairs rubbing yep. on their eyeball which wouldn't be much fun yeah so they're normally a surgery situation aren't they? yeah surgery or laser therapy Correct, or um, yeah. cryotherapy but yep. yeah, you need to knock them out to do any of those sort of things yep so I guess oh, then there's so, so many of these um, 
other causes, other eye problems. I mean, there's like just such a long list, so we'll just see what we can yep. touch on. Um, so let's start with infections. Eye infections are they happen? Yep, basically. So. Pussy and, could be pussy, could not be. Yep. Um, I mean, dogs, there's very few um, contagious bacterial or viral mm-hmm. infections that cause um, cause eye troubles. Cats, you know, cat flus. So like um, conjunctivitis? Like yeah, conjunctivitis, which yep. is just you know, inflammation and infection of the yep. of the mucous membranes around the eye. Yep. I mean, most dogs that I see, it's you know secondary to um, environmental stuff, if it's dry and dusty mm-hmm. or if they're, um, you know, yeah, I mean, certainly allergic conjunctivitis yep. can happen and that can be, you know, watery or pussy mm-hmm. discharge. Yeah. Um, um, but I mean, plenty of dogs in um, summer when it's you know, wet and there's puddles yep. everywhere, or standing water, or if you've got a you know fish pond or a dam or something like yep. that, that's that the water's a bit goopy. Yes, um, yep, that can so. can certainly you know cause some troubles there. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, grass gets long, um, and you yes. haven't mown for a while. Grass seeds can get in the eye, but also just just general um, irritant effects, yep. sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. So definitely infections are one of them. Yeah. Um, dry eye, which is something I've had my dog with dry eye. It's um so it's not the right amount of tear production essentially. Yes. So they've got a dry eye. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Not not making enough tears. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't lubricate the eye enough, and that basically involves some um, medicine to help. Well, drops or ointment in the eyes and it's yeah. going to help. Yeah, to try and in- increase that tear production. Yes. I mean, increase the, the lubricating effect initially, yep. but, but trying to treat the underlying condition, yep. which is um, complicated, but it's yeah. usually an allergic autoimmune yep. basis to it. But yeah, it's um, not enough lubrication in your eye. Your yep. eye's going to go to crap eventually. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that both of those things, infections and dry eye and stuff, can actually lead to some of the other things, conditions that we're going to um, talk about. And I guess that's the thing with eyes. A lot of the time there's actually one underlying cause yep. which causes another problem with yep. the eye. Yep. So it can be quite complicated, I guess, because you've got to often treat a couple of things. That's right, yeah, yeah. And, and figure out which one came first. Yes, Yeah, because exactly. you've got an ulcer there. Was it the yep. dry eye that... Made them more prone to the ulcer, yep. or have they got boogly eyes and they got a you know a, an eye ulcer in the first place? But then the eye ulcer caused enough pain to cause enough inflammation to cause uveitis, which is inflammation <laughs> in the back of the eye. Yep. Um, so yeah, so one thing can cascade into something yep. else. Yeah. So um, yes, yeah, so that's it. Ice ulcers. That's another thing. So an ulcer in the eye is. Um, Oh, it's like a, it's like a hole, I guess. Yep. It's like a scratch, like yeah. Yep. That's the way to it. Scratch or a, or an infection can you know, eat into yep. it, um, and again, it can be you know, pure trauma yep. in the first place, or um, the cornea is not healthy enough in the mm-hmm. first place, and the cornea is that clear membrane across the front yep. of the eye that um, looks clear, and you can't see anything going on there other than it looks like a bit of you know. Glad wrap over yep. the yep. front of the eye, um, but it's all live cells, yep. um, and it, it um, has the ability to, to heal itself. And yep. if it's not growing normally, will you end up with with um, you know a cornea that's more prone to yep. to problems? Um, and it's not very thick; it's a bit like point mm. six of a millimeter yep. thick you know, in most dogs. Um, so it doesn't take much trauma to, yeah, like to, a grain to of get. Yeah, it, yep. it um, can yep. get can get nasty. Yeah, and they're quite painful. Yeah, and that's, that's a lot of the you know the. Otherwise normal-looking eye that the yeah. dog's squinting a bit and, and the cornea looks normal. You yeah. put that little green fluoro stain dye, in there, yeah. the, the dye that, that highlights the, the second layer yeah. of the of the cornea. So if you've got a scratch through the top layer and also the top mm-hmm. layer, it, it highlights it. So yeah. that's you know, one of the simple diagnostic things yeah. that your GP vet will do um, yeah. to see, okay, is there you know, is there an ulcer there or yeah. not? Um, and that's one of the you know, the first diagnostic steps, yeah. which you, you know, can't do at home. You can't no. tell with the naked eye. Right. I mean, sometimes you can see it looks like a golf ball 
one. You've got a, yeah. you know, a big divot out of the Sometimes the you can't see it. but um, And sometimes it's, you know, it's cloudy around it mm-hmm. and you've got big blood vessels growing out to yep. try and heal it up and all that sort of thing. But, yeah, initially, it, you know, the cornea should be clear, but you can just have a, a great yep. divot out of it. Or, yeah. you know, if you've got a trauma that's deep enough, it'll go through the Don't cornea and then you've got badness happening there. Yep. And yeah. they're very painful. They are really quite a painful <coughs> situation. Um, what else have we got? So... Um, glaucoma is yep. another eye issue we have. Yep, and certainly um, not, not a common problem, but again, you know, you've got to measure the pressure of the eye, which is what the problem is. You've got increased yep. um, intraocular pressure um, through either increased production of fluid or decreased mm-hmm. drainage of fluid. Um, and that's um, some vets have got the little five thousand dollar pen that you can that you can yep. measure intraocular pressure with. There's a little balance scale set up that we mm. used to use but they're terrible to use and the <laughs> dog, dogs hate them and I've got one but I try not to use it because it's just it's hard to get a decent reading yep. basically. But yeah, I mean yeah, some of you um bloody larger practices have got um, yep. a tono pen to measure that pressure, but again it's it's part of a um a thorough workup to, yep. to rule in or rule out glaucoma because yep. it hasn't really got any other symptoms other than pain or dysfunction like becoming blindness in the eye and, yep. and you've just got to measure it and, and treat it if it's there basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Tumours, obviously. Yep. Definitely, so certainly, tumor. certainly eyelid tumours are reasonably mm-hmm. common. We get these little moibodian cysts, so mm-hmm. the little glands of the eyelids and, and lots of you know, middle-aged to older dogs um, have got like a little cauliflower-looking lump um, on the yep. eyelid. Um, and if it rubs on the eyeball when they blink, uh, it, it can yeah. cause you know, cause a problem, basically. And, and they're pretty <laughs> easy to remove most of the time. Um, yep. And they they don't spread anywhere, but but we see lots of those. Yep. Um, and, and they're easy easy fixed if you get them when they're small enough. Yep. Yeah. You can also have tumours behind the eyeball itself. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you can get tumours bloody everywhere, yeah, unfortunately. And, and right. yeah, tumours of the eye or, or you know, tumours behind the eye that's pushing on stuff yep. um, certainly happens. I mean, the eyelid tumours are by far the, the most common yep. one, yeah. Um, lens laxations. Yep. Um, the lens is the... the Middle important bit that focuses um, <laughs> yep. focuses the light on the back of the retina. Dogs certainly more prone, but, but cats can happen as well. Again, yep. you know, sometimes it's trauma, sometimes it's secondary to glaucoma, sometimes it's a, a, a um, breed predisposition mm-hmm. where the lens falls out of its little holding muscles basically falls out of the socket um, okay. and that can cause you know pain or just um, changes in vision um, and sometimes you can sort of yeah things just don't look normal because you're not looking through a normal pupil anymore yep. that the lens is falling forward or forward and back um, yep. and um, causes trouble yeah uh, dental, like the teeth can actually cause some issues with the eyes. Yeah, you can get um, dental abscesses, mostly of the, the upper molar teeth. Yep. Um, cats and dogs, those molar teeth are pretty long roots on them and they, and they can end up um, you know, just in front of the eye, just mm-hmm. in behind the eye, and, and we do see retrobulbar abscesses, so um, tooth root infections where you get swelling in behind the eye and it um, you know, pushes the eyeball forward and yep. it's painful to open the mouth because the pressure behind the eye, um, yep. but sometimes you'll just get yeah facial swelling and yeah. eye swelling on that side as, as the, the first symptom sort of thing. That's right. Yeah, and it's hard to kind of tell where it's coming from that for first glance from us, That's right. whether it's a tooth or yep. an eye. But yeah, yeah, you just you push on that eyeball with the eyelid closed, and, yep. and I mean the eye should have sort of a soft, fatty space behind it. You can actually push your eyeball back a fair way yep. and, and not be painful. Um, if you can't do that, well, there's a space occupying something there, and, and abscesses are a common cause of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else have we? Oh, cataracts. Are we touch on cataracts. Yeah, I mean it's 
happen pretty commonly again yep. more in dogs and cats yep. um you know normal aging change in, in a lot of yep. pets some breeds seem to be more prone than others yep. um can be secondary to, to disease processes, mm-hmm. particularly diabetes and some liver troubles and, and um, fatty liver disease in, yep. in schnauzers and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, but it's pretty common for a geriatric It's pretty common, cat yeah. To have some if, sort if, of if, if it's happening slowly and yeah. progressively, I mean, there's pretty much nothing to do about yeah. it other than um, if it gets bad enough and, and they're still pretty mobile and it's affecting their lifestyle, yeah. um, you can um, pop a lens out and stick a new yeah. one in um, and that's a very effective um, that's pretty full. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty common. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a really good procedure because if the dogs, you know, some dogs cope really well with reducing vision, mm-hmm. and they know where everything is, and yeah, and you know, they, they modify their lifestyle yeah. and they're not moving as fast. But some dogs, you know, if it happens a bit earlier in yep. their life and they're still running around like lunatics and, and charging yeah. headlong into stuff. Um, it's not a good thing. No, they need that eyesight, don't they? Yeah, but uh, but no, cataracts are really you know really quite common. But it's really if you've got rapid changes, uh, as in mm-hmm. you know dog, diabetic dogs can you know, develop cataracts yeah. in days to weeks, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so if something is cloudiness wise, it might have been getting a bit cloudier over time, and yep. then all of a sudden it goes really quickly. Okay, yep. that's you know that's a sign of potential a health issue underneath. Yep. It's not just a normal aging cataract change. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other sort of eye can, medical conditions you can think of? I think that's covering most of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's just so many. There is um, a lot, and you know, there's there's all sorts of you know hereditary, weird, wonderful, yeah. um, or not so wonderful, um, you know, eye conditions, yep. retinopathies at the back of the eye. Yep. Um, have certainly got a heritable basis in in many dog breeds. Mm-hmm. Um, cats, you know, older cats, we see um, blood pressure problems fairly mm-hmm. commonly, and and they get you know detaching retinas and pressure yep. on the on the optic disc, so they can get changes to their eyesight. Um, yep. And that's, you know, not necessarily painful or anything else, but but you'll see, you know, sometimes dilation of the pupils mm-hmm. or, or the eyes will actually look redder because the retina's all yep. red at the back of the eye. But um, it's the old adage of, you know, if, if you think they're, if it's painful, if it changes shape, if it's swollen, or different. if it looks different or if they're functioning different mm-hmm. because, yeah, sometimes they're, you know, there's no other visible change yeah. other than, you know, they're starting to run into stuff. Well, that's that's the other thing we should discuss is that um, how, like, what are the signs that they're actually going blind and having eyesight problems? Yeah, and again, I mean, again, it can be subtle if they've yep. got, you know, there's not much difference between full vision and partial vision because yep. they don't have to read the newspaper. And, <laughs> and it can be, you know, you can be a fair way down the path to vision mm-hmm. loss before it becomes obvious sort of thing. Yep. Um, and, and I've had patients that, you know, the dog's probably been blind for ages yeah. and they move they move house yeah. and the dog's just holy crap where, yeah. where is everything you know yep. um, because everything's changed so much because they get really good at just navigating around um from, from they know that you know, path know the path and where the furniture is and stuff yep. so yeah i mean if you've got any sign that the dog's you know not able to see mm. now compared to where it was you know a day ago or a week ago yeah you know, that's potentially a a, a health Condition. issue that yep. you know is potentially reversible yep. if you get early enough like yep. glaucoma and that sort of thing um because some of those things if you don't get them early enough um yeah it can cause irreversible damage, damage that you could have potentially you know mm-hmm. treated mitigated and fixed i guess yeah. um you also find i know with my old boy he um isn't great when the lights are different you know that evening light or yep. you've 
it's night time. Yeah. They can't seem to focus as easily yeah. on things. So, and again, it just depends, you know, what's going on. But the cataracts, that's common yeah. because the um, they just don't let enough light in. So, low mm-hmm. light situations is bad, and sometimes high light situations yeah. are bad too because they um, the pupil constricts constricts down and gets smaller and focuses yep. into the you know the smaller area, and that's the the cloudiest, thickest bit of the mm-hmm. lens. So, yeah, sometimes particularly in like sunrise, sunset, um, mm-hmm. fluorescent, like quite bright lights, um, yep. that pupil can track down and they haven't got the the peripheral vision sort of thing so yeah so often they're all right in medium light situations but but when it's dark or when it's really bright um, they they can't see yeah and the the really bright can't see in brighter light things a bit confusing sometimes but that's what's going on yeah so with all of these um conditions or symptoms um that you see if you see any of those symptoms we're discussing that looks like your dog or cat's eye has changed basically there's something going on you definitely need to get them to a vet and your normal standard veterinarian should be able to um will diagnose majority of these conditions yep. or they'll know there's something else going on and then there are a number of eye specialists out yep. there aren't there absolutely yeah um, i mean there's, there's plenty of um you know certainly capital cities and regional centers yep. um there is um uh, veterinary ophthalmologist yep. um, specialist available, you know, twenty four seven if needed, yeah. um, or certainly um, you know, for the next day consultation that's thing. And, yep. and now eyes, it's just really important. I mean, I know, um, you know, more remote country areas and regional areas, it becomes more difficult. Of um, but uh, yeah, I mean, your GP vets your first, yeah, your first point of call, um, and ninety percent of the time you can tell what's going on yeah. and, and diagnose what's going on, and do something right. about it. But um, yeah, a lot of the time it's still you know, in an ideal world, yes, we'd get this assessed and this assessed by the by the veterinary ophthalmologist. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's ba- basically the biggest thing to take out of it is eyes aren't something to sort of um, muck around with or sit and wait. <laughs> yeah, they're, com- they're complicated. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, get a diagnosis, and most of the time it's fine. Yeah. And you know, most of the time, if you did nothing, it probably would be fine. But it's that five ten percent that oh. you don't want to mess around with. I guess yeah. it's the fact that it does lead. To, it well it can lead to permanent damage, irreversible damage, and they've only got two eyes, so yeah. <laughs> you kind of. You know, if you're mucking around with one eye, then you're down to a 50% chance, aren't yep. you? So just just keep the ones you got. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. So um, I think that's all we've got to say on eyes. Yep, all good. All right. Okay, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.